back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day number 333, and we begin with number 2610. Just as Jesus prays to the Father and gives thanks before receiving his gifts, so he teaches us filial boldness. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and you will. Such is the power of prayer and of faith that does not doubt. All things are possible to him who believes. Jesus is is as saddened by the lack of faith of his own neighbors and the little faith of his own disciples as he is struck with admiration at the great faith of the Roman centurion and the Canaanite woman. The prayer of faith consists not only in saying, Lord, Lord, but in disposing the heart to do the will of the Father. Jesus calls his disciples to bring into their prayer this concern for cooperating with the divine plan. In Jesus, the kingdom of God is at hand. He calls his hearers to conversion and faith, but also to watchfulness. In prayer, the disciple keeps watch, attentive to him who is and him who comes, in memory of his first coming in the lowliness of the flesh and in the hope of his second coming in glory. In communion with their master, the disciple's prayer is a battle. Only by keeping watch in prayer can one avoid falling into temptation. Three principal parables on prayer are transmitted to us by St. Luke. The first, the importunate friend, invites us to urgent prayer. Knock and it will be open to you. To the one who prays like this, the Heavenly Father will give whatever he needs. And above all, the Holy Spirit who contains all gifts. The second, the importunate window, is centered on one of the qualities of prayer. It is necessary to pray always without ceasing and with the patience of faith. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The third parable, the Pharisee and the tax collector, concerns the humility of the heart that prays. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The church continues to make this prayer its own. Kyrie eleison. When Jesus openly entrusts to his disciples the mystery of prayer to the Father, he reveals to them that their prayer and ours must be, once he has returned to the Father in his glorified humanity. What is new is to ask in his name. Faith in the Son introduces the disciples into the knowledge of the Father, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Faith bears its fruit in love. It means keeping the word and the commandments of Jesus. It means abiding with him and the Father who, in him, so loves us that he abides with us. In this new covenant, the certitude that our petitions will be heard is founded on the prayer of Jesus. Even more, what the Father gives us when our prayer is united with that of Jesus is another counselor, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. This new dimension of prayer, and of its circumstances, is displayed throughout the farewell discourse. In the Holy Spirit, Christian prayer is a communion of love with the Father, not only through Christ, but also in Him. Here there too you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, as we continue this section in which Jesus teaches us how to pray, we really could take... um, a lot of time in any one of these qualities, right? Each of these qualities has um, has much to offer us, and and you know, it's the work as we kind of explain things to 
to recognize the interconnectedness, right? That's that's where wisdom comes in, is to see how these things uh, all come together, but also to, um, and so to be able to list them individually, knowing that they're not quite as clear lines as maybe we would like them to be, um, between qualities, because you cannot really have one of these qualities, but not the other. <laughs> um, so we look to just how we start today with this idea of filial boldness, this this recognition of, of as an adopted child uh, that, that we can go uh, with confidence to God, right? That we're not just kind of meant to be mousy in front of him, if you will, right? To, to approach him with a servile fear, um, to, to approach him as if we are outside the family. No, we, we go up to him with, uh, with a boldness of, of recognizing our sonship, which is both uh, glorifying but also very humbling. But in that, we see that it has to be more than, than just the right name calling, right? The, the, the next paragraph turns to, the, it's not just about saying, Lord, Lord. Uh, I often reflect on that. It's, it's um, the, the kind of old, old adage of uh, the devil calls God Lord, but it doesn't mean that he's, he's good with him, right? It doesn't mean that he worships him or, or is obedient, right? We're, we're called to do that. We're called to be obedient and to to worship and to love him. So, uh, that is God. Um, and so we see with that though, that we should be on the lookout for him. We should have that watchfulness, um, of, of desiring to seek the father. Um, in that also in those, in these characteristics, we see the fact that the boldness will lead to an urgency of prayer, a, a kind of a consistency a perseverance, uh, you know, which which comes off as kind of a type of patience with prayer, and then finally even the humility, right? Because we don't you don't go to somebody and ask for them if you don't think that they can give it when you can't, um, uh, you know, um, you don't you don't ask the, um, you know, the the shorter person to reach something on the high shelf. No, you the uh, you ask the taller person to reach something because you know that on your own you cannot do it. Right? Well, that's what we're like with God. It's, I cannot do this on my own. I need your help. I'm not just, I, I kind of would like it, um, or maybe it'd be nice for me, but rather, I absolutely am in need of this uh, change, this difference. Um, and that's good. Um, that's, that's good for us to see uh, that, that we're made with him in mind, and made with him. It's, it's part of our design to, to, uh, to rely upon him. Because he will give us what we need. He will uh, allow us sometimes to suffer, but with that understanding that it's because it will be greater of, of greater benefit than if we hadn't. Um, and so we see how then to pray in the last last part is not just on our own, but in Christ, right? That, that it is the beauty of, of an incarnate God is that our prayer is no longer just ours, but rather it is united to him in his life and in his death. It is... Uh, a prayer that is uh, fulfilled by the fulfilled promise of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, that all of our prayer is, as we pray every every Mass at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, that, that the call of our prayer is to make it as Christians, and as Christians to be united with Christ in his death and resurrection, and as Christ has united his divine nature to our human nature, so our human words are united to that divine word so that it can be brought more perfectly to the Father.